Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. On today's episode, the RV is en route to Belleville, Ontario, Canada, to speak with Sean Robinson. Sean is an electrician who has recently published his first book entitled Going Dry, My Path to Overcoming Habitual Drinking. So Sean, I'm super happy to have you here today. Yes, thank you for having me. This is uh, this is very exciting. Yes, I'm super happy to go to Canada. Actually, I've never been to Belleville. What is your favorite thing about Belleville? Um, it's it's a small city. It's about sixty thousand population, so not too small. But you know it. There's a lot of people that I grew up with that that are still here, and you know people have left and come back, and it's it's uh, just nice to to be able to get from different places. Not a lot of traffic. Uh, my workplace is 45 minutes away, so it it's still you know not uh, not too bad. I worked in Toronto for a short term, and it was uh, a miserable commute. So I like I like the smaller smaller town. And how long is Toronto from Belleville? It's about a two-hour drive. Belleville is about two hours east of Toronto. And during the pandemic, were you working from home? Um, in construction, um, we were deemed uh, essential and they had everybody still working. My position, I've moved into project management. So um, I had some capacity to work from home. Um, in our office, there was only a couple people, so we could stay farther, far enough apart that it pretty much was into the office every day um, throughout. Ontario um, had some pretty tight shutdowns and, um, you know, yeah, like everywhere, it got a little messy for a bit, but uh, we got through it. Actually, the pandemic was a period that affected each and every one of us in completely different ways. So, John, can you tell us a bit about how the year 2020 affected you? Yeah, so talking about the pandemic, uh, pretty good lead-in for that. Um, with all the shutdowns and and everything, it uh, it was basically, you know, we can stay home or we should stay home. We shouldn't go out with our friends. And, and uh, I found myself... You know some other habits i was i was working out i was you know getting a better lifestyle and then everything stopped and 
and thought, oh, well, I can't go out. I can't do anything. So I might better have some drinks. So some friends, we were doing Zoom parties and everybody in their own living room. And it was a big, you know, fun thing for the first bit. But then it was a nightly thing. Not necessarily the parties on Zoom, but, you know, having a few drinks because I can't go anywhere. And then, um, you know, the weekend would come around and it would be a few more. And, you know, there was it was always available and almost encouraged at that point. So um, the end of 2020 for me was that I had that lifestyle, that habit in place, almost uh, worse because of the pandemic. And then I just wanted to make a change. So I didn't really know how I was going to do it, what I was going to do. So I decided to, first thing was to stop drinking for a bit. I was going to take a break. Um, That was how it started for me. It was this was a break. I didn't think I was going to quit. It was just, I need to not do this for a while. Mm-hmm. So starting 2021 was how, how can I do this and not feel like I have to, or um, succumb to some social pressures and expectations because we're doing these zoom things still or close friends. And it just, it was, it was a strange time for what I was used to. Yeah, the pandemic caused various physical and mental repercussions. But Sean, you are drinking more and more alcohol during this period. How did you know it became a habit? Um, I, I've always had, I guess, always. Uh, I, my parents, they, they didn't mean to, but they were doing their own thing and they had their own friends and and I, I was, you know, I saw them having these drinks and I, I created this own image of what was expected of me when I got to a certain age. And there's the generational element of it. Um, when I got to my turn to, to live that lifestyle, I thought that was what I had to do. I, you know, I had to have an abundance at the house. I had to, you know, friends came over. It was just acceptable to, you know, offer and share and do the same when you go to their place. And Fridays were meant for having a few more and Saturdays the same. It was, it was a lifestyle that I had for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some times that were problematic and that I wasn't proud of, but it seemed like that was normal. Um, so with the pandemic and with drinking more and mixing certain drinks with other mixed drinks, that just was worse than it had ever been. And it just was almost a tipping point for me to say, like, I need to do something different. I need to get away from what I think I'm supposed to do. And for me and like the habit portion where, where I decided to try and change, it was because I was so used to doing it because it was Friday or with construction. It was like everyone around me was coming in with their hangover stories from the weekend every Monday. And then it was, it was a lifestyle that was everywhere around me too. So to to change that for myself, to change that from what I thought was true, and then to change it from what was happening all around me just was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be when I started on that journey. Mm-hmm. And you were very strong, Sean, because I'm sure it was not easy. No, there was definitely times um, that it just would have been easier to go to, to go back. Um, when I was doing it, you know, dry January is a thing. Um, you don't have any alcohol for the month of January. And that was where I started. I'm going to do this. And 
you know, it, it was, there was some, some times that were like just out, out of habit. I felt like I needed to do it because I was, you know, barbecuing or because I was, it was a Friday um, and I would just have something else. I'd put a drink in a different cup or, you know, as if I was opening a beer, but it was a uh, sparkling water or something. So it was just replacing what I was doing with something else. But then when it became February and it became March and people around me were like, Oh, you're not drinking still. What, like, what's wrong? Why are you not doing this? And it almost became um, harder for me in those moments because everyone around me expected me to give up. Everyone that was doing dry January was done and couldn't believe that I was still going. And I didn't really know that I like how long I was taking this break for, but I thought, you know, 30 days, 60 days just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to change what I had for a habit. And in the meantime, like I didn't do any research on habits and, and stuff like the books that I've read now and the research I've done now about habit forming and, you know, 20 days or 60 days. It's, um, I didn't know that that, so it was, it was, it was a point of trying to learn these things while I was trying to change these habits and not having anyone. I mean, I've got a good social circle that like supportive, but no, I, I just didn't have anyone that I could reach out to that was doing that. It, they weren't trying to change that much of what they were doing. First of all, thank you, Sean, for sharing it with us. This is precious because you can help many people and it's not easy. The The hard thing too was, and, and, and I don't discount, you know, I don't feel like I had it any, any worse. It was my own habit. I know there's some real struggle and I give everyone as much credit and more that, that they, that they can get through the things they get through. Um, for me, it was something that I decided to do. It wasn't something that like it was mandated. It wasn't because now I'm sure there would have been some family stuff. My wife might have, you know, we might've had problems if my path continued, but it, it wasn't something that I had to do. It was something I wanted to do and it would have been, I'm not going to say it, was, it would have been easier, but there would have been moments where people would have understood a little bit better if it was something that someone else or something else decided it for me. But because I decided I wasn't going to do it, I wasn't going to drink anymore or to take this break. People didn't know how to deal with that. People didn't know how to accept that. Like, what do you mean? You know, like you've, you've made it 30 days. What's like, what do you need now? it's been six months. Like, come on, you can have one. It's like, well, no, that's not the point. And, and one moment we were, we were out a couple of guys from work and, and I had all the tools that I needed to, to be successful. But the guy was like, Oh, your wife's not here. You, you'll be fine. Like, you can have one. It's like, well, no, cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm doing this for her, but I'm doing this for me. And if I have one, like I'm going to know I had one. So it, it's not going to be, truth it's not going to be it's not i'm going to lie to myself if i if i take that little bit here or a little bit there and you were keeping a journal at the time yes so because i was so confused um i had been i gained a bunch of weight at the end of 2020 so i was I was just unhappy and confused in a lot of places and i'd never journaled before i'd always it was always something that the you know that wasn't for the tough and strong man that, that I was supposed to be. It was people that journaled, you know, were, were weak or were something else. And it's a toxic mind frame, but I couldn't help. That's what I was brought up 
and in construction and all the things that were around me, it was, you know, we weren't talking about the relatable voice podcast. We weren't talking about, you know, the, the, the psychology books and the habit forming and, and all these things like you were, you were talking about how much you, you got drinking this weekend and, you know, whether or not you remembered it. So I decided to journal for myself to kind of put some things and ideas on paper to almost vent without having any judgment. I could put whatever I wanted. And to be honest, I wasn't nice to myself. I was so confused. And I put a lot of, you know, said a lot of, wrote a lot of not very nice, mean things about why I couldn't figure this out. This can't be this hard. And, and it just was my decision to make changes. But as I worked through it, I maintained the journal how like and things that worked so I wouldn't forget different tactics I made myself I wrote about it in the book I made some rules um one was you know I'm gonna try to have a good time I'm gonna not be the person in the corner judging people I'm gonna you know try to be involved and you know there's a few others that it was important to me to to not make it harder on myself by bringing negative attention so the journal, once I got about to October, someone had asked me, you know, how's, how's this year going? Like, how are things? And I said, oh, I could write a book. Just like that statement of there's been so much going on that I could write about. It. I thought, well, you know, wow, I really could. And, and it was in that thinking that I thought, I've got all this journaling. I've got all the things that worked for me that didn't work. And just the fact that this isn't rare. This is a common, this, this is a common story and it doesn't have to be about the drinking it can be about anything that that we have habits that that we're not proud of that we want to change because everything is that difficult right there's there's different things that make us do the things that we do every day triggers if you will and it doesn't matter what the habit is so drinking for me and a few other things i wrote about that worked like the habit portion was was uh was hard for to to change and um the journaling helped because in the end um i could share that i could take what what i went through i could put it and um i uh, i self-published but i hired someone to help me with editing and design and everything and and um it was it was just it, it feels really good to be able to put it out there because i could have used it it was something that that would have that I couldn't find that was specific to to my situation in this way because everything there's lots of stuff out there but this wasn't out there the way that I needed it and by journaling and by transferring that to a format that I could share you know it's out there for someone else like me that can use that mm -hmm. and your book going dry is fiction or non-fiction it's nonfiction. It's, it's, it's all me. It's, uh, it's what I went through from, you know, the an actual portion of the journal where I was beating myself up. Like the beginning is, is that moment where I made the decision and, you know, I, it was a new year's resolution and how um, the new year's resolution, I think uh, 2021, January 1st was uh, Saturday or something. So, I put it off until the Monday because I wasn't about to quit or stop drinking or change anything when it was inconvenient. I was going to do it when it was the fourth. So on, on the Monday was when it started. And I've put that in, in the, in the book that 
January 4th, when I finally got around to it, was the start of what this was my my break. And I'm at the point now where it's been almost two years almost, and I have a lot more appreciation for what not drinking is is for me. And and I don't I don't want to go back. So I'm I'm gonna you know keep doing the work to to stay where where I'm at and not not go back. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's that's wonderful, Sean. I believe you will keep writing books from now on. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I, I do have. Um, it was never something I thought I would do. Um, like I said, I didn't keep the, the journal with the thought that I was going to put this out there for that. But it it was just something I could share to try and help people. And I think I've got a few other things that, that might work. I, since, uh, since writing this book, I've, I've lost a hundred pounds just through different dieting and, and exercise. And I think there's, there's some other notes on change and, and on that, that I think I could probably put together in, in a volume too. Yes. And I want to say something like November just passed, which is also known as men's mental health month. Mental health is still stigmatized regardless of gender, but even more so for men. So what do you hope readers will take away from reading your book? Um, I hope that that people will will understand, will take that they don't have to you can still be strong and vulnerable. Um, you don't have to, I felt like I couldn't share, you know, this story. I couldn't share this. I couldn't talk to someone. I couldn't journal. I couldn't reach out. I couldn't show weakness because it, you know, it was going to you know, reconstruction, you know, someone was going to question my sexuality or they were going to, you know, hazing or all the things. Um, then just being man in general, those, those things, I have guy friends, I've you know had a long time and, you know, I just want someone to, to know that they can still be strong. They're, they're stronger by sharing. They're stronger by asking questions, by, by reaching out for help. Um, so I want people to feel, to, to hear what I've put down and to read what I've put down and know that, that they can ask the questions they can ask for help. Um, and just whether it's drinking or it's eating candy bars or whatever, just, you know, if you have something that you do that, that you don't like, and it's a habit, you know, maybe just try, try a few things I did. It might work for you. Yeah. And I think men can cry 
as you said, they can ask for help. It's okay to cry. We like it's not only because you are man, you had to keep all your feelings inside because it will cause you a problem in the future. So, yeah. And I, and I'd like I'd like for my kids, I have three kids. Um they're two, seven and nine. Um, you know, I had a different upbringing. My parents were together. They're still together. But I knew how to mix a, a rye and Coke when I was like nine years old. So it was harmless at the time. And, you know, but that was part of what created the habits that I carried into my adult life. And now I'm 38 that until two years ago, um, I don't I don't really want that for my kids. I, I'd want them to you know, they'll come up with different things that, that they'll wish I did differently, but that's just the way it is. I want them to have a chance to, to not see me like that or irritable. I was very irritable before patience level was very minimal. Um, the smallest things would, would kind of set me off and, you know, it wasn't any physical abuse, but like I might raise my voice or just not be easy to talk to. And that, has changed. I've, I've got a lot more patience and, and it's really, it's really good for, for my kids and my wife and my relationship too. Yes. And can you tell us what is, or what was the reaction the, when they saw your book? I, I have on my uh, YouTube, there's only a couple of videos I'm just getting going, but um, when my books came in, my, my publisher that I'd hired, uh, she said, don't, don't open the books. When you order books, you get them in, um, wait and get it on video. And so I thought like, I can't do this without sharing it with my family. So we set the camera up and my, my wife and three kids, we all, um, opened into the boxes and, and at the bookstore, um, when we, when we went there, um, my kids all found the book first, like we knew roughly where it was going to be. And when we went into the bookstore, we were looking, they all found it. And they were waiting for me to find it. So you could see in the video that everybody's looking at me. And then as soon as I pointed it out, they were all like, they were all excited and they were like, Oh, I found it first. And um, my daughter, when she's, she's two, when she saw my picture um, in the biography page, she was like, that's daddy. She's so excited. It was, it was really fun. Yes. I saw her reaction. She's so <laughs> cute. Actually, they are all very cute. And Sean, the holiday season is coming up. So what's your advice to those who are trying to avoid the social pressure to drink during this time? Um, I think I think the biggest thing that I did in the beginning was I still needed the mechanism. I still needed you're standing around. I'm used to having something in my hand. You're used to sipping on something. Don't don't change anything drastic. It's hard to go from you know the the, the routine that that you're in, the routine that I was in, to zero, like to nothing. So what I did was I poured water or or whatever pop cola in a in a glass. I would drink that as if it was something alcoholic because I was used to drinking something, but it was, it was, it was poured in a, you know, kind of in a coffee cup, people couldn't really see it. So it didn't bring any attention. It was like, I was still um, doing what everyone else was doing, but I, like I felt better about it. So I would, 
I would say the holiday season, if, if it's something that you want to change or even do less of, because to each their own, um, just come up with, with do, do the mechanism, something small that, that, you know, you're, feels comfortable. It felt comfortable for me to have the glass in my hand. And, and I just wasn't getting to that point where like when I was drinking, if I knew that we were taking a cab home or we were, you know, staying the night or whatever, uh, I was on a mission. Like I'd, I'd bring a certain amount and more than I needed to, to a function or, you know, if it was time to go, I'd find a way to squeeze in two or three more drinks and, you know, there was a lot of nights I didn't remember. There was a lot of nights I'd, I'd be useless the next morning because I was hungover and, you know, it wasn't very good with young kids because they, they're needy too. And and so my suggestion, yeah, would be just um, to find find a glass that, that you can pour something into and, and, you know, you look like you're playing the game, you're enjoying yourself, but take small steps. Don't do anything too drastic or, or you won't see the benefit. Would you like to leave a message to our listeners today? Um, I think my message is just just if you have whatever you want to work on, um, it it's not weak to have flaws. It's not weak to have um, uh, things that that aren't perfect. Uh, just uh, you know, do do one thing at a time. Take it day by day, uh, and and you know you'll get there you can you can do it we can all do it you told me that you lost 100 pounds during this process so what are the other benefits you've noticed from not drinking um well financially is a big one um there was like that that's pretty pretty big not having to buy you know as much every week um, it was not a daily thing I, d I didn't have to go to the store every day but you know usually every week i'd stock up but so financially i'm saving a lot of money from that well healthier with 100 pounds lost like like um you know you, you get drinking and you have late night pizzas and snacks and things and it's you know i'm not doing that because i'm not drinking so i'm not having those calories and those things so I don't, you know, it's easier for me to turn down other things because, you know, I'm not, not in that moment. So, um, and then having the motivation and energy, my energy levels are a lot more. Um, so I'm, you know, able to, to do some exercise and uh, I was running, I did my first 10 K 10 kilometer run this summer and actually got up to 15 kilometers. It's never something I thought I could do. Um, and like I said about patience and irritability, I'm just a lot easier more understanding with with what my kids are going through and just other people um uh you know there's definitely some times that that i wished i'd behaved or acted differently and I'm, I'm more aware of that now so i think by not drinking and and just not feeling like i needed to be the person i thought i was before i'm, I'm just a more open-minded you are such an inspiration thank you i'm just trying to to help my former self, Ed Milet, he he says you're you're the most qualified to help your former self, and that that really resonated with me. It's something that I'm I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. And Sean, where can our listeners find you and your books online? Um, I have mostly Amazon. Um, my website, SeanRobinson.ca. 
S E A N R O B I N S O N dot C A. Um, it has the link to Amazon. I'm going to have a video section soon. I'll, I'll try and share some uh, more of my YouTube stuff, um, my videos with my kids with opening the books and finding it in the bookstore. I'll put up there. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's just called, called Going Dry. It's the same uh, title as the book. And same thing. I'm sharing whatever I can for, for you know, they'll share this this podcast and any any inspirational stuff I find that that's relevant. Yeah, I think that's most Facebook, YouTube, or other socials. Um, I'm not. I don't have a. I have an Instagram. I don't really use it right now. And I, I'm on LinkedIn. I shared shared uh, some of this stuff on there. For, um, and uh, I've had a lot of good feedback. My my um, the, some of the top management at my company they they've picked up on it, and then I had some good conversations with with them and um some 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 surprising people in construction that that i used to work with that have come out and just said you know keep it up i'm, I'm doing great and you know there's those little things that that help yeah sean i just want to thank you for sharing your story with us to share some tips giving some advice and when you write the circle number two you are already invited. Our doors are open for Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and I wish you, you and your family, a beautiful holiday season and keep writing. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.